podcast. I know. I guess this is the official start. Hello, Lily. Oh, are we doing a podcast voice now? Maybe. I guess see. It's Lily. Ooh. I don't know what voice. Okay, I'm don't going do for. that. Don't do that. I don't like the podcast. <laughs> How does my mic sound? Is that good? Yeah, it sounds good. What kind of mic okay. do you got? What's your mic situation? This mic is a free one that I got oh, from yeah, work. Yeah. Oh, they had... oh, they're like twins. Ours are very similar. Look, they're both little black on stance. They're like brothers. I think it's left over from during quarantine yeah. when they were making at-home content. Oh, I got this one from a, there's like a secondhand electronics store next to my apartment. So I was just like, do you have microphones? And they're like, here you are. This is for all the other dead podcasts. You can have this one. There so are so many cool places by your apartment you have the psychic i had the psychic uh, yes the vintage accessory store and then yeah that man now this place store yeah. yeah so i mean you can get it all i was once told by someone in a class i was in that i had a voice for podcasting which i don't necessarily that, agree with that sounds like a face for radio thing. yeah like you couldn't <laughs> hack it your voice couldn't hack it in radio so you have to stick to podcasting no, no, you, that's what it you is. got a voice for podcasting girl i think Put i'm a little cat. wheezy a little squeaky it's fine it's fine anyways yes it's my first first official podcasting very excited we're free we're f- not free balling that's not what i meant we're freestyling it. we're free basing there we go free that's we're, also, no, that's not, we're not free basing either <laughs> lily i don't think you know what that one means um well do we want to kind of introduce the concept of this podcast yeah, I think that's good i know like in general we didn't want to have a whole intro episode because i think that's lame because that gives nothing to anybody because we we offer nothing as a as a consumer product we are nothing that's what our manager said our manager is pink pink and poe our dog yeah, is Master Poe with you right now? Uh, no, he's on the bed. He like humped the pillows for 10 minutes and then fell asleep. So, I mean, he's having a good day. <laughs> yeah, Pink Pink uh, froze her, took us off this morning. Uh, she found mm-hmm. some spilled chili on the walk and Ooh. ate some of it. Ooh, and at first pink. I saw it and I said, oh my God, she just ate throw up. And then well, I was like, no, she just ate chili that was lying on the ground all night. So that's so. fine. That's glamorous. <sighs> yeah, well, she's... Okay, Pink Pink's four years younger than Poe. And I love Pink Pink, but she looks so decrepit. A little rotten zombie dog. Pink Pink's got style. She's got grace. She needs to have a tooth pulled. <laughs> have you seen on TikTok? This is so horrible. But have you seen on TikTok like that trend of like people being horrible to Jacqueline Kennedy? No. To Jackie Kennedy. Oh my god, you okay, you have to look this up. Well, and they'll have like pictures of her and like that are not attractive. They're like, Jackie wants sheet metal. And that's what I think. <laughs> that's Pink Pink. Like post Marilyn and <laughs> wow wow <laughs> you know what she was a smart classy accomplished woman and so is marilyn monroe yeah. and there is no difference between their value <laughs> based on their looks that's true um, and poe definitely would have an affair with joe biden yeah but like who wouldn't okay <laughs> anyway so yes an introduction to this to the podcast hi i'm gelsey i guess we should introduce our yeah. names and i stuff. am gelsey the other one's lily i'm i'm lily like yes. the flower yes not like the other ways you can spell it she's very particular like a week or whatever ago i messaged lily and i said lily let's start a podcast and lily and i had another podcast called girls like us uh you can watch it uh listen it's to it it's called girls like you i literally don't think that's true yes <laughs> it's not a mandela effect thing and season I think two will be coming out soon yes but the issue with that one is our third podcasting friend Alyssa, is a real adult and can't goof off and watch barbie movies with us so we thought we'd start a second podcast for us to fill our void in our time and i was thinking at least how i pitched it to lily that right now i feel like there's a real niche there's a real like empty area niche market right now for for podcasts for women that are kind of like life advice that kind of thing you have two kinds you have the very smart commentary vocal fry 
leftist girls who I love. They're queens. They're beautiful. They make these beautiful hot takes. And then I listen to them. I go, I'm smarter now. Like I feel smarter. I walk around being like, I'm a better consumer. And then you have like the hot wellness boss babes manifest your dream life, drink green juice, do Pilates every day, boss babes. And I'm scared of them. I am not them. And they terrify me. We're both in our 20s. early 20s I feel like at your time you're like both being pushed between those and Lily and I are not either of those women (laughs) very very staunchly we 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 are new we neither and I think there should just be a podcast for just very average (laughs) very average people yes I think the ways in that we are average is that we are we're exactly like other girls you know we're not perfectly put together today at all I I didn't wash my face I went straight to toner I don't wash my face either I do just toner but I think that's better for you like I think I read something that sometimes (laughs) it can like like keeping the natural oils good yeah yeah it keeps the skin moisturized and younger longer it's true this podcast is for the the gremlin girls, the thrifters yeah. and estate sale girlies. Yeah. The girlies who, who listen to Midnight the day it came out. The girlies who often are like, am I a Joe March or am I an Amy March? And you're not really sure what the difference is, but you know you're one of them. The girlies who watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and see themselves reflected on screen. <laughs> okay, I'm Are I'm you Jim Shaw? Are you- no, I know I'm a Whitney deep down. <laughs> I My think we're all Whitney. I love, I, I think I want to be Heather. I just think she's crazy. Heather's the only like acceptable good one. I love Heather because you think she's going to be the dumb blonde one and then she turns out to be like so smart and so caring Uh, and so like self-assured. Well, my theory with Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, with the exception of Heather, who is just like the best in all of us, is that each woman represents our like deepest like id and like the worst representation of ourselves. So I also love Whitney, but I recognize that she's all like often like the gossiper who like starts drama just because she's trying to heal people and in my darkest recesses of my soul I recognize myself so I think I think everyone has their real half of Salt Lake City alignment that's fair I think I'm Heather in the sense that like um my my want for goodness I often end up just in the most absurd situations that I should not be in or taking on emotional burden that is not at all I'm not equipped to handle but I'm like yes please give it to me I'll take it and then someone's giving me their life traumatic story I'm like oh okay I am sorry I don't know what to do here but no, we really just thought um, it would be nice to just start one and talk about different topics that kind of have to deal with being a woman in your 20s. You know, you know, obviously, right, I think just to, to get it out there, we're both, you know, we're both like fairly middle class white women. So we obviously have a very skewed, like a very specific sense. You know, if the, the dream is one day, if the podcast got bigger, we can bring on more people, interviews, all that. So at least for now, give us some grace. <laughs> That we are aware yeah. of our privilege and our limited view, and nor are we saying that uh, our, our view is everyone. I, I thought, you know, that's always good. We are aware a, this is a very specific yeah. friendship dynamic and viewpoint that yes. we're coming at you with. This is also, I think, very special. I often feel like these podcasts are like started by people who are like, oh yeah, we've been friends for so long, two years. or And I'm like, Lily and I have been ride or die for each other, for better or for worse, for over a decade. Side by side, we've yeah. seen each other through good hair choices, bad hair choices. We've had a lot Some of bad hair choices. choices on my but Mostly bad hair choices choices I, I, we, we probably know each other best of anybody else outside of like family and I think we really click with each other's families too we oh, yeah. have like for sure had extensive experience hanging out with each other's families without the other person there that so. is true we often just switch each other's family like a wife swap situation so that's that's the energy and I think it should be fun and I think we're funny I think we're enjoyable people say that I'm hilarious I, so I guess we'll I, see 
I say you have a voice for podcasting. That's so kind. Thank you. We just want to be like two two friends that you could listen to, maybe learn something, or maybe at least go, ah, honey. Develop some sort of parasocial relationship with, attempt to dox us. All that good stuff. Dox Lily. Do not do- I have such a fear of being doxed. That is... Okay, well, here, I'll put it out there. I live in Nashville. It's a much easier yeah, town fair. to locate people in than New York is. That's cause... fair. I live in New York. Try to find me. Hunt me yeah. down in the city of dreams. I, I think technically Los Angeles is the city of dreams. <laughs> the city of nightmares. That's true. I have a mouse in my apartment who I think is just, like, lives here now. Like, I can't hunt mm-hmm. him. I got traps, so they're coming tomorrow. But I think he just lives here now. Like, I kind of, like, heard him last night night and like me and Poe were just like good night buddy Lily and I thought a good way to start the podcast at least would be what I would like to call we we should make offerings to the podcast gods things in our our life between episodes that we found found interesting so Lily would you like to make an offering would you like to kill something at the mantle sacrifice it to the podcast gods goddess I actually think the podcast god is is a goddess podcastia all hail podcastia I would like to offer at this mantle of sacrifice uh, a very exciting turn of events this week. Lorja is back Lorja! again. We stand Yay! her. We stand Lorja. Oh, um, I don't know if Gelsey feels the same way, but I consider Georgia. Oh, like, I do. My oh, yeah. my home, the place that I'm I'm 100%. from, which was difficult, you know, growing up there and not feeling it's like a I really wild, belonged. wild place. But now I, I, I defend it staunchly. I'm very proud of her this week. I mean, obviously, Herschel Walker is not suitable to be in any sort of public office, and the choice is obvious. To be but like a PTO president, let alone in a public office. Yeah, PTO presidents get more done than American senators. Let me put that out there. That's true. My mom, both of our parents. The moms are PTO presidents. That is very yeah. true. So to the PTO I, would like to, moms. I would like to offer Blorja all the stress that went into it. But yes. five election cycles later, we have Raphael Warnock for six more oh, years. Yeah. Hell yeah. And specifically, again, that's a win that that very much goes to women of color, specifically black women. Without you, Georgia wouldn't have happened. We, we no, see that on the ground. No, all that entirely goes out to people of color, specifically, specifically women. Black, yeah, specifically black women. You you did amazing. You brought home the win. You made made our, our home state better and made it more of a place we could be proud of. And so that's a thank you from both of us. So go Georgia. Woohoo. All right. I'll, I'll bring my, <laughs> my dear podcast to you. Um, Lily, pray to her with me. I prayed with her. Thank um, you. To her, to her mantle, dear podcastia. Yeah. I would like to submit this. I saw this on TikTok and it sent me down a rabbit hole. Uh, so in New York, there's this place called From Rice to Riches and it's a rice pudding shop. It's a standalone rice pudding shop and it is a front for a mo- money laundering <laughs> scam. And people just seem to know that. Like it only sells rice pudding. It is the wildest thing I've heard. It only sells rice, rice pudding. Like that's all it does. It sells different flavors of rice pudding. The, the, the TikTok I saw was like, does anyone know about this? Like, where does this come from? What is happening with this? Everyone's like, no, this is totally a money laundering place. And everyone seems to know it. And you look it up and it's like in the New York Post, talked about it like there was a 21 million pudding ring money laundering ring in 2005 but it still exists like it's still happening and it's called from rice to riches too they like put it out on maine yeah here's the thing the people the person who's been in there has been arrested before for running a 21 million dollar gambling ring he he also the peter maseo who who runs it lived in trump tower so that 
completely you know what that means that makes sense uh but uh, apparently this i mean the place is still operating clearly i have no idea who is in the pocket of big rice pudding that has not shut this place down uh because it it does not seem to to be shut downable like on i I went to the reddit that it's still open but the place that i that like made me get into it is if you go in there because someone was like i've got to go in here i got to see what this place is you see it no one is ever in there that's the thing like it's this place that's completely empty uh that only sells rice pudding so clearly it's sketchy and you go in there and there's like this really racist like it's very racist at least xenophobic like signage that's like all this rice is made in america didn't come from patty farms far away this is american rice i'm like Ooh. american rice I, I guess do we have rice farms it was just so wild and they have these like horribly offensive sides and then it turns out like, i don't know i just think it's the wildest thing man that's disappointing because actually when you started talking about it i was like oh no i love that rice on my pudding. new york bucket list oh i, I know no, 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 we love rice pudding like we uh, <laughs> uh friend of the pod rice pudding enemy of the pod from rice to riches <laughs> for for taking something as beautiful as rice pudding and turning it evil and vicious and against the world that's okay we'll go to a vietnamese place we'll get some banh mi yeah. some pho and then some rice pudding we'll get real rice pudding and then we'll get a thing mm. of it and throw it at we'll eat it in front of rice to riches <laughs> and say you you lot money launderers well i have a place for you next time you're oh. in nashville Okay. Um, I just learned about it this week and I haven't been yet, but I'm very excited to go because they're closed yesterday, Sunday, and today. Okay. It's a coffee place called Matryoshka Coffee, like oh, a Matryoshka doll. Yes, I love this. I'm already and here it's for like, it. It's just the coffee coming like little things. <laughs> like a little shot of espresso. Like you have to keep opening it up to get the coffee. 32 ounce Americano and then yeah, you, you gotta just keep, keep going drinking inside. through to get to the coffee. No, I think it's just a really cute place, but their okay. their signature drink is a Cuban um with confetti sprinkles on top and it's all it's pink it's girly and their whole thing is coffee without snobbery and since i'm currently beefing with my normal uh local coffee place i am excited to to check them out so i'll be checking them out soon but i think we should go Uh, next time you're in nashville Uh, lily i have to ask what did your local coffee place do is actually a bread place it's called dozen um and i talk about it with people in my personal life all the time oh yes it's just dozen with their bread so I have a thing about good bread. Gelsie can attest one yeah. time when I picked her up from the airport, I was had a baguette for her and I had eaten two thirds of it. And then I proposed to her. I said, Lily, I will marry you because she offered me bread. And then she said, we can go get more bread. I, I ate all of this. Yeah, I just, I love bread and they have delicious bread. And it's like some of their pastries and stuff are a little overpriced. It's pretty hipstery, West yeah. Nashville, gentrification chic kind of neighborhood. Their their bread is really reasonably priced. It's like $4 for a baguette, $6 for a bowl, like very reasonable. Got very excited because um, everyone who knows me like knows when I go there, when I go to Whole Foods, I'm going to get a baguette. They were selling these bags, tote bags that are really long and skinny with a strap. And it was a baguette bag. I was so excited. I like bought one. I bought a baguette. I put it in yeah. there. I like wore it. I took a picture, put it well, on my cute. Instagram grid. Oh, right I think away. I saw this. Yes. Baguette bag, bag, baguette. Very exciting. Yes, yes, yes. Um, But then a couple weeks later, I went back and I had you know, have my my purse with me, I pull out my baguette tote that I brought so I could put my baguette in it, you know, good for the environment. I 
buy my baguette, put it in like at the cash register. And this girl behind the counter just like goes, excuse me, excuse me. And I'm like, yes, sorry. And she's like, uh, did you buy that? And I thought she was talking about the baguette. And I was like, yeah, I just paid for it. She's like, no, the bag. Did you buy that bag? And I was like, yeah, I bought it last time I was here. She's like, so you paid for it? And I was like, yeah, the last, I I brought this with me. I got it last time here. She's like, Wait. oh, sorry. We just like sell the same one here. And I was like, yeah, you bought I it know. there. I bought it here. Last time I pulled my Instagram, I was like, this is me three weeks ago being excited that I bought it. And then I came back and I thought I could use it. Yeah. And also the idea that I would shoplift from them and then use the product directly in front of them. That's really funny though. It was, And she came out and that's the thing too, if it was just like a misunderstanding, whatever, but she just came out with so much energy, was so rude. And then at the end was like, oh, okay. That is odd. I am a loyal customer. I deserve to be treated with kindness. I know, Lily. I'm sorry. You're not a bread okay. thief. You're not a bread thief. You pay I still, for your I bread. buy their bread. I just get it at Whole Foods now. Whoa, Jeff Bezos. You've turned to him. I'm. Here's the thing. I don't support corporations, but as like except a for revenge. But I live in. A, we live in a society, and we, so live in a society. we can't avoid using Amazon sometimes. We live in a society, and Lily loves revenge. Let us move on, I guess, to our main main subject today. We thought that this would be a good beginner one, since it's something I think when I sent a list of ideas I had, a lot of them are pretty niche, some are broad, but this one I think most most women our age engage with, and that would be the perilous land of online dating, app dating. I don't know what you call it because I feel like it is online dating, but I don't feel like an app is online. You know what I mean? Because it can use data, and that's not the online. I, I would say, you know, I'm on the apps that, that I just refer to as the apps. Oh gosh. I think, I think this is, this is t- again to the core of core of our many things in our, in our, our pod and the name. I'm like a very elderly woman who lives inside a young person's body. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, you know, go to the matchmaker, to the Yenta and ask her to bring me, bring me a match. Honestly, though, I've like considered going to a matchmaker because it is, it is rough that, out there. That is actually crazy because I have some articles that I was going to bring up to kind of help like streamline my art our talk uh, and that like comes up into it but yeah but I thought you know in general we could just start out pretty much just what are both of our experiences were in the world of app dating because you know the do you know 2022 is the year tinder has been around for 10 years it's its 10 year old birthday no tinder turned 10 this year uh Lily what is your experience on the app okay so I first joined dating apps when I turned 18 um I was yeah I know she was an early adopter yeah a um, real early adopter but I was I was a sophomore in college um I had had some issues with dating freshman year because you know, Lily skipped a grade that's very important yeah. to know so I started at 17 there was you know a couple like situationships that felt like they could develop into something but I also felt guilty being younger and not trying to trap anyone so that made it a little difficult sophomore year I started tinder and bumble this is before Hinge had come around all the way back in yeah. 2018. Kind of before the monster that was hidden. So I started dating apps, I think, sophomore year of college. Mm-hmm. I just did not vibe. I don't know. I think like freshman year, I was still like, oh my God, I'll meet someone and we'll fall in love. I'm like, no, you won't, you idiot. Men are gross. I started them, and my, my my friend helped me set them up. Uh, Robert helped me set them up, uh, I, <laughs> which is yeah, which is make it funnier. We love you, Robert. Uh, t- uh, so I started with Tinder, and that was fun. That was fine. I mean, like I did again. None of the places like ever were like I went on like literally one date with this guy. 
And then I went on a follow-up date and then that date was so disastrous and we did not go And then that whole thing upset me so much that I never, like I stopped dating for a while. And then I tried to use Bumble. I didn't, I don't like Bumble. I don't like the messaging first thing. It freaked me out too much. The time and the timer, the fact there was a time limit. I'm very much like, if you, if you ever match with me on Tinder, you will see that on the bottom of my thing, it says, will respond at my earliest convenience. That is to let you know, I will respond probably not quickly because I will forget I have a object permanence issue. <laughs> but then obviously I think... I picked up Hinge during the pandemic, I would say, or, and they were letting anyone do location stuff. And I liked Hinge because Hinge, if you guys, I'm assuming everyone's been on Hinge, but if you have not, it's a dating app, but it makes you do more. <laughs> you have to message people and be more interactive. And their whole little slogan is, oh, that's designed to get deleted. And they wanted you to delete it because you fall in love. But sometimes people delete it because they're angry and sad and it's 2 a.m. and they've eaten a lot of Ben and Jerry's. I've deleted Hinge like six or seven and times. Like, I'm going to start with respecting myself i'm not gonna take this treatment no. anymore i Hasn't feel like with, yet. i feel like with tinder you know like what you're getting you're like this is a dirty dirty hole but with hinge you like kind of trick yourself into thinking it'll be a little classier so then when it disappoints you it hurts more dating like the the nerdy book guy versus like a frat boy like no, it hurts no, it's the, the soft nerdy boy book like you think oh dick. the soft boy's gonna be nice and sweet and then no he's not he's like gonna emotionally abuse Never. you frat boy's just you know what you're getting like this guy's gonna yeah. be a jerk um, if like the you know what hat is. isn't sitting all the way yeah. on his head, you know what you're in for. Exactly. Oh my god, I saw a a, a TikTok of someone with with a guy. Uh, a girl had he was responding to a comment where a girl was like, "Put your head hat down," and he was like, "Really? You want me to put my hat down?" And then when he put it down, he looked so much more attractive. And every comment was like, "Yes, you have, you went from like a three to an eight. Like you must." You must do that. And he was like, like, yeah, you idiot. Oh my gosh, guys. Uh, but yeah, so I started that during the pandemic and because I could be at home in Arizona where my parents currently live, uh, but still trying to date in Dublin where I was at college and which was fine. And then, you know, I look, you, you end up in a situation ship and it all goes downhill and you don't know where you are for, for the majority of your life. So then in senior year of, of college, I was like, I'm going to just stop for a while for my sanity out of respect to myself. Uh, but I, I picked up, I picked up back on the dating in New York, which is a nightmare. How is a city of millions and yet no one? <laughs> None of them. I don't know. Nashville is, is it's, its own can of worms. There are very like distinct, I'm sure in North New York, it's the same thing, like archetypes yeah. of men out there. Oh yeah. And they're all terrible in their own way. Um, yeah. I picked up Hinge in the middle of the pandemic too. And I've been on and off through my senior year of college to now being big girl in the real world. Big, big I think girl. The I, I wouldn't mention, and, and I did a little research just to kind of, so we can have some facts. Okay. Logic. Because yeah. this podcast is all about feelings, but sometimes we got to destroy our feelings with facts and logic. Like yeah, a, fuck those like feelings. a man, a real man. Um, Wait, is this a cursing podcast? Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But we're so naughty. We cursed Lily. Oh my god. Um, mm. we're never gonna get sponsored by Gap Kids. What is going on? But yeah, no, like the the math behind it is that like dating apps did like increase so much over the pandemic. Like there was like some people like sociologists sociologists a little little believe like there was a, a decline in dating apps that we were supposed to see going into like the 2020s but then because of the pandemic it was like nope everyone went back and clinged to them even harder it's like you're our, our mother and we must be with you please find connection which makes sense because during the pandemic it's like how else were you going to meet somebody 
because uh, you couldn't go and meet new people. Uh, you have to stay away. So, you know, it's like even anytime they try to almost leave our life, they keep coming back in and they, they won't leave. They'll stay forever. Lily, let, let's share some of our fun stories. Do you got it? I know, I know you have some good stories. I have some Aww. great, I have some great ones just from this week of like the messages men have had the audacity to send me on Tinder. Here, I'll just, I'll start with these because these aren't even yeah. full stories. These are just like the, the highlights, the highlights. A, little, a grab bag. A little grab bag. Oh, there's one guy who called Poe Scrungly. Excuse me. He was like, what's the name of that scrungly fellow? And I was like, if you ever refer to the boy who I held in my, my uterus for nine months and then birthed, <laughs> Went through labor and birthed him. That's true. That's a true fact that I did with Poe. Don't mm -hmm. look that up. Um, that happened. If you ever refer to my baby boy as Scrungly, you're not getting any from me. He's a handsome young lad. That's the only word. Okay. In that man's defense, Poe is, just for the audience to know, a hairless Chinese crested. He's not Scrungly. Very very handsome hairless Chinese crested. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's one thing. I have like that lovely photo of me in front of the shoes, Amsterdam. So Lily and I went to Amsterdam and we have like, she took a really pretty photo of me in front of like all the clogs, those traditional clogs. And I have that on my Tinder and a guy goes, that's a nice rack of shoes. And I'm like, no, hey men, oh. that's not funny. Hey, women don't like to be objectified ever. How old was he? Raul. Raul? He's 23. That was getting big he's millennial energy. Maker. That's why I asked. He's 23 and he's a filmmaker. And then this was oh. my favorite one. Theodore, who is also 23, who, I don't know, I think he's really trying to play it that he's Italian. But he was like, Allora, Bella, can I be honest with you? And my response was, sure, Theodore. And he never responded. And I'm like, Theodore, I said, please, be sure, Theodore, you can be honest. Laura Bella, can I be honest with you? Sir Theodore. Silence. Is that the honesty? Maybe Theodore was insecure about how un-Italian his name sounds. But this one's the best one. Oh my god, this is from Griffith. Griffin, honey, if you're out there, I actually really hope you're okay. Because Lily, he sent this to me at midnight Thursday. It's the end of do how? Oh my, so no the don't. <laughs> was he reaching out for help? Did he have a stroke? <laughs> was my response... Uh, to him, and then he did update his Tinder uh, for a while. Okay, he did have it changed for a bit to I am having a stroke. He's changed it back to his normal, the bio he had when we matched. But I do, I'm like, okay, Griffin, hey, buddy, are you all right? Um, so those were from Tinder. And then my favorite one I've had on Hinge recently is I got into uh, this guy matched with him. I think he's in a band, and he bragged about the fact that he opened for the Spin Doctors. Uh, and yes, the story. Uh, so he yes. opened for the Spin Doctors. I love and... the Spin Doctors. Well, oh, yeah. one song. Oh, love, love, love the Spin Doctors. That's the thing. I'm a deep cup. I know. <laughs> song. So I went in, uh, tried to be cool. And he was like, because he said, oh, it's, you know, from the Spin Doctors who made the great song to Princess, which is a great song. So I go in going, trying to be cool, you know, show I'm a cool, not like other girls and be like, actually, I like Little Miss Can't Be Wrong more, which is actually true. I really enjoy Little Miss Can't Be Wrong. Uh, probably more than uh, two princes. And he goes, no, you don't. And I go, what? He's like, no, you don't. Two princesses is the best Spin Doctor song. Is it 1995? I am not going to argue with you about which Spin Doctor song is the best. You're okay? making conversation about something he shared. I was like, I was just trying to enter into the conversation with you. Do not respond to me with aggression. And then I ended that conversation because I was like, I actually, this isn't worth it. I don't know what to say after, no, you don't. You know, this this goes into a recent interaction I had on Hinge. Yeah. So Lily, Lily attracts some crazies. 
Yeah, it's my whole, I know I'm giving more of like a, a Dark Soul Wednesday Adams thing right now, but I have a very much like a Manic Pixie Dream Girl aesthetic in yeah. real life and on my dating yeah. app as well. Um, Who is kind of like, like a Target Zoe Deschanel? Ooh, I like that. Like like Zoe Deschanel for Target. Yeah, exactly. Actually, it's funny, it's something my mom said the other day. I was sharing this with a coworker after she had bought me a present for Secret Santa. And I was sharing that my mom likes to say that she likes shopping for me because it's like dressing a Barbie doll. I was like things that are pink and sparkly and fun. Yeah. And that coworker was like, you know, that's so true. When I was, bought you this headband for oh, Santa, yeah. I got so excited because I was like, oh, she's going to love this. And it's it's crazy. It's beaded. It's got eyes all over it. I love it. Um, I, know. I but- felt a little disappointed because I tried to dress to personality since that's the vibe of our pod. And then Lily shows up here being all grungy. I'm like, it's called hey. same person, different font, Lily. And yet here you are. We looked at the same person and also the same font. I'm sorry. Oh, here, give me, give me two seconds. There we go. Oh, there it is. That's better. I've got my. Don't you know she's still bejeweled? When she walks in the room, she can still make the whole room shimmer. Okay, actually, this is this sweater is. Is that JoJo Siwa for Target? Mm -hmm. Yes. JoJo Siwa for Target. If you ever would like to sponsor the pod, truly, we stand JoJo. (laughs) We love JoJo Siwa for Target. That's it. The line. No, no, yeah, only, only the Target level. We, we know our worth. Anyways, but yeah, Lily, continue on with your. Yes. So my my hinge profile. One of my prompts is still. I know the best place in town for good bread, even though Dozen and I are currently beefing. Yes. 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 Um, and so this guy, I think his name was Nate. It was some sort of N name. He was like, oh, no way. His comment was, no way. I know the best place in town for bad bread. And I looked at his thing and it was giving like kind of artsy leftist man. And I was like, okay, I'm I'm into this vibe. And he was cute and stuff. She should have been warned immediately. Every, every leftist man in Nashville is an artsy leftist man. And they're all gaslighters. And so he started like, oh, no, I know the best place in town for bad bread. And he's like, what's your place once we match? And I was like, oh, it's Dozen. What's your place? He's like, oh, no, Lily, I hate to tell you this. And I was like, oh, no, what? He's like, it's Dozen. And I was like, why? And he's like, oh, I was just messing with you. I've never been there before. So I was like, okay, cool. And then he made some comments. So I work for a girl-focused nonprofit in Nashville. Um, and I don't think I should say it. No, no, I I, I agree about keeping our jobs kind of like low-key. But I do, since I know how you, what you do do for working, the, the way that you phrase that is so funny. I work for a girl-focused nonprofit. <laughs> Yeah, as you. Because so that could I, be so many things, Lily. And then what it actually is is not what it is. Like listeners, what you're thinking exactly is what not is. what it is. But it also may be. It's exactly what you think it is. Um, <laughs> and so he was like, he made some comment about he was making a pun about dough because it was like a bread place, but also saying that I didn't make a lot of money because he was like, oh, they have a lot of dough there, unlike your job, right? And like a money bag with wings emoji. And then after I was like, oh, ha ha. Is there a lot of money in research? Because he was a researcher for, he said something like, oh, it'd be great if I could get those digits. And I was like, I'm all for banter, but I don't like you right now. And I don't want to get you my number. And I was like, why is that? So I was like, okay, he uh, nagged me. And then he nagged me again. And now he's asking me for my phone number. He did the double nag. Well, that's why to him, I said, so your move is the double nag into the phone 
number request that's your vibe i was like how about you give me your elevator pitch first so i was you know giving Ooh, i like that make the men do your elevator pitch that's very girl like, boss of you girl i'm trying startup. to respect your myself in digital spaces more um, sounds very shark so, tank why should i be investing in you exactly and he's like well i'm super fun to be around i'm a ray of sunshine it, it, and i don't i don't remember the third one it was just like okay you, you still are just coming up as an asshole so I don't know if he was like, in fact, an asshole yeah. or he, that's just the way that he engages in online spaces. But I think a lot of times, and I am guilty of this too, but like the reason why I end up deleting apps is we like treat it as a game and yeah. like, yeah, that can be fun. Like I let my friends play on my Tinder or like swipe on my hinge or whatever. Yeah. But like, I think we forget that you're talking to a real person. And I that's do think so that true. for men dating women, it becomes even worse. No, I, I think that is so true, that idea that, like, it very much, um like, dehumanizes people in a way. Like, you get kind of turned off. Like, that was for a while why I kind of had to, like, turn off from being on Tinder. Like, after the first time I went on it is because I just, I realized I stopped seeing, like, men as men. Like, as people. And, and in general, I'm like, oh, I, I was like, oh, I guess that's how men see women all the time. But also, it's not good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Actually, like, I read... I read this article for the New York Times because I do, I am a research baby. But, but you um, read that before the strike. Before the strike. The what? You didn't hear about the New York Times strike? I didn't hear. Look, my school was just on strike. I had my other strikes going on. <laughs> I, can't, I can't keep up with everybody's strike. But if it helps, I didn't pay for the New York Times. It was free New York Times. I don't okay, pay yeah, that's for fine. it. That's like acceptable. I do the like illegal, I illegally downloaded it. Okay. Oh, if, you want me to, if you want to know what I do with the New York Times, I mostly need it because I needed to try to get to the Pew research and I couldn't find it. Uh, but basically it's this idea that there has been like in the recent year, like this thing, like burn, like a real certain kind of burnout that researchers have been studying about people dating on dating apps. And they like the Pew Research Center did a whole thing about this. Basically, it's like you can match with someone and things keep fizzling out and very rarely like only like 12% of the dates turn into like relationships. Worse, and this is like the kind of creepy part, is like 37% of online daters said someone would try to keep contacting them even they said they were interested. And 35% said they were getting like unwanted messages or images. Still because of that, like still with, you know, these kind of bad statistics where it's like, oh, people still creep sending creepy things. And there's not really a lot of like return people are still walking back on and it's a really interesting like phenomenon that's like coming especially because now more and more americans are saying that their relationships have started online or at least were somewhat introduced through an online experience maybe not a dating app but either a dating app or something like eHarmony or even like instagram to some extent mm -hmm. which is is really interesting since it's kind of changing the way we, we meet each other yeah. i mean i really don't meet people organically in person no there was one fella over the summer that um I thought that we were we had met through like a mutual social activity that friends were doing I thought we were vibing and then yeah. one weekend when and like we were texting all the time listening to an NPR podcast together and like wow this is actually someone who I've met in person who can understand me he was also from a southern state but like leftist and I yeah. was like Wow, oh, we're yeah. like okay. building towards <laughs> something. And then I go out of town and my friend texts me that he like messaged her to go out to drinks. And I was like, oh, 
because I, I thought we were building towards something and then he ends up telling her that he's just interested in me as a friend and I was like it hurt for a long time I mean it still does yeah. um I'll admit like when we we still see each other socially and I'm not my kindest in person but you shouldn't it, be again that that, it's that dehumanizing aspect yeah. of like no it's very wait, dehumanizing I, like, also he specifically was very dehumanizing sorry my, as her friend I'm coming in and being like he was a jerk about this man you invest so much like emotional energy and it's the same thing like I was messaging a guy on hinge he was like I kept telling Gelsey he was like the closest thing to Shane Madej in real life uh, I got really <laughs> yeah. excited about him he's like, another creative little mustache oh, boy I hate but, like, excited about boys online and like oh, that's the worst and so he was like telling me about his favorite drink and I was like oh that sounds delicious he's like oh, I'll have to make you one sometime I say, oh, how about some time this week? Uh, and nothing. He never yeah. responded to me again. And then I sent like the little ghost emoji like three days later. Didn't say <laughs> anything for the next 24 hours Lame. and I unmatch him. I move on. That's fair. But I'm yeah. sick of this. Like they, no. they have to know. I don't believe the lie that men are stupid and naive. This is also, I think I have two thoughts and I'll, I'll start with this one just to goes off something earlier you said but it was like meeting someone in person and also online like this is a really interesting thing about like a tinder date i literally went on yesterday no saturday a tinder date i went on saturday the days i'm blended together i don't know what day it is and uh, this is a, there's a chance uh this person may listen to this and this is a so this is a positive response i had a very good time this is not a, a negative like i'm very happy uh i may see them again tonight this is going to this again very positive experience you know uh they're a very nice person but it was one of those things where this is someone who actually is like in in my program with me who i like had seen before and like met very like in person like baseline like in stuff um who i like i remember thinking oh like he's very cute he's very charming i think he's really nice and i sort of had like you know one of those like oh from afar crushes like oh yeah yeah like he's like he cute you know like when we i just saw him at stuff but it was one of those things and like i never like you know did anything but then i saw him come up on my tinder feet and i was like oh well why not just like see swipe right and see what happens and then we matched and it's like one of those really weird things that I kind of start thinking about like, like why do we have to have tinder do this yeah. like why couldn't we have just met in purse like you know what I mean like it, and I think maybe it's like that social comfort of like knowing for sure that the other person is interested in you because it's like I didn't know because like, like a little part of me kind of thought he thought I was annoying so I was like uh yeah, not it's sure like, like conditioned to not yeah like like to not take any chances and this is actually this is something to continue in that I kind of want to think about again I go down I went down a research hole but like so obviously the concept of love and like relationships have like really transformed for like over the centuries like love how it was like a hundred years ago is completely different than how you would conceptualize it now like if we talk to somebody from a hundred years ago and like ask them what love meant it wouldn't be or like what a relationship was it would be a completely different answer you know especially because we've started to you know in general people have more financial independence not everyone like goal is to get married and have kids so mm-hmm. like in a lot of times like love and relationship was really really tied to those things and also it used to be very tied to your community like you want it to be with somebody who continued like to keep a community tied together more important there's like a big big push on like the emotional over like the kind of like rational you know for a long time love was just like uh like kind of was considered silly very much like in the renaissance like it was a silly thing like it was just like a funny silly thing you sound like kind of like oh yeah like a funny emotion like oh you're in love ha 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 get go get married so we can make money so we can do a land deal whereas now it's something we take like so so serious and it's been like sort of mixed in like I was reading these articles about how it's been mixed in like 21st century love has been like mixed in like with this weird like kind of neoliberal like capitalist mindset that it's like something you can win like you need to win love 
so it's this idea like one that's why you see, like see it so competitive like it's become like a competition like it's no longer this like very pretty like thing that just happens but it's like something you actively have to be working at all the time and I feel like dating apps has just like exasperated that where you're you know, you read these accounts of like, and I, I think to some extent I did it, but I was reading these other accounts, these interviews of women who like really treat it like a full-time job. They're like, oh yeah, these are the two hours I spend every day doing dating apps, you know? And it's like, you say that, but also it's like kind of that half, it ends up happening. Like I will be like, like the end of the night, I'll get in my bed and be like, yeah, okay, I guess it's time for Tinder. Like, let's see if my husband shows up. And like, you really are discerning with it in this very intense way to be like, if, you know, I got to win, you know, getting married and like every time someone gets married you're kind of like even though you're happy you're like oh well that's one less you know person in the pool and it's this really weird competitive attitude we have it and it's like we don't want to lose love and it made me kind of think about it where it's like yeah it's like we were two people who clearly at like some level thought like I, I have to assume like at some level we both thought the other one was like somewhat attractive or interesting in person to like both swipe right on tinder but it's like why couldn't we have just done that in person and it's like kind of that instant that we didn't want to lose like you didn't want to yeah. put yourself out there can't you handle know. like the embarrassment the reje- yeah the embarrassment the rejection like and I think the more we go on with this like the less people are willing to do that which is like pushing away the ability to meet people organically yeah you know I I, I really feel that I that for me is like my number one fear and I, I hate rejection I don't approach people yeah. that I find attractive in person I tend to be in social situations a little standoffish oh, yeah. um you know what though this is I'm gonna make a resolution for going into this next <laughs> year if I find like the grocery store cashier or like someone I'm meeting out in the world maybe not the grocery store cashier they're they're working but maybe you could wait around for them no but (laughs) I'm maybe maybe I'll just like give them my number or whatever yeah I think that's fine move on and then if I hear back that's fine if I don't that's fine too but just like hey I thought we clicked and not the not the 15 year old public bagger an an adult um but like you know someone (laughs) you can buy with in person an adult uh here's my number do with that what you will yeah um and just not I think I think there's such a fear especially among our generation of like oh it's embarrassing to be rejected yeah. which it is but like it's but not like it a mark against you it as moves a on like you yeah. get over it like and yeah. I think I don't know it's so weird I don't know it's like I think it's awkward you hear so many people like oh I want natural dating and meetups to happen again but the only way for that to happen is for people to become like socially comfortable with rejection and also be accepting of rejection like again if you're a guy and a girl says no you gotta accept it same thing with a guy and guy says no to a girl you gotta accept it like, you can't stay around there and be a creep but we all have to just kind of be like and also you got to read the signs like if someone's working and is tired and is clearly not in the mood don't do it like don't vibe but if someone's like just vibing at a bookstore and they seem like they're you know just vibing like they're and you think they're cute like go up there and be like hey that's a good book I like it and then they start talking back to you and then they meet like seem to mean it then that's a good social sign that they probably vibe you back and there's no like, I don't think there should be any shame in putting it out there either yeah, exactly. I also wanted to quickly mention this thing that I found, which is like this weird niche market that there are now dating app coaches, like people who will like coach you to how to set up your dating app and act on your dating app, which is in some ways a whole cottage needed. <laughs> I think no, no. I, like I was reading this article with this interview with one of her. Her name is uh, Demona, Demona, yeah, Demona Hoffman. And I was like, these are very uh, good. Like, they're they're good tips, but they're also, like, a little, like, dystopic that, like, the idea that people are thinking about themselves this way. Like, she had this one where it's like, you need to rethink your story. <laughs> like, what story are you trying to tell on your dating app? And I'm like, oh, God. Like, the think of the idea about, you know, li- life is a story. 
or that you're a story really creepy kind of to think yeah, about it that way to like put that much thought I don't know I think one thing that everyone needs a little advice with is and it yeah. goes back to this like fear of rejection is like in order to not get rejected we play it cool so you're above it you're too cool yeah. for all of it all of my my prompts are jokey and like uh, I'm not really into it the biggest mistake I made was being on this app haha <laughs> oh god yes I think laughing tongue out emoji uh, yes oh gosh I think I do think we could maybe in in this little area and again I don't know if we were helpful or gave any tips we're doing our best here I, I think we were I think we were informative and yeah. fascinating uh, again I think off uh, the big big purpose to take away is dating apps are hard there is really no solution I think the big thing I can tell you as someone using that at least my advice and Lily, you can give your advice you just need to not take it so serious and I think they're also, you need to be very real with yourself. Again, people do, I know a lot of people who met on dating apps and who are in long-term relationships. It's not impossible. But if that is like, if that is your goal, you you do have to think about, you know, uh, and this can sound very disconcerting to people, but you do have to think about who you're matching with. Like, is this, you know, if someone says that they're on their profile, very clearly not there to make a relationship, maybe you don't, you don't want to spend your time matching with them and talking to them. It, it's hard because dating apps teach you to think of people as disposable, which is not cool. Uh, but on the flip side of that, that person on the other side is also thinking of you as disposable. <laughs> so it's like, you kind of have to try to match them with that. So it's like, as much as I want you to be like the cool girl who's smart about this and like knows all the theory and high above it, if you really want to make it work for you, you kind of have to play the game, which is a cool or fun. Like the, the real, real cool girl thing to do is not play at all and be like, I'm now above all of the dating apps. I have, you know, risen to a higher level I will now just have transcended know, to a different I've, plane of existence I'm on a different plane I now date ethereal orbs and we are in a like polycule like that'd be lovely but that's you know that's that's an idea you can do that go date your multi-dimensional polycules and that's what I would love to do if there are any multi-dimensional spheres out there who want to join let me join their polycule I, I'm here and I would love I to mean, join I think the the not cool thing the lame thing is to not act like we're not people and we don't have yeah. desire we don't want to feel loved and appreciated exactly. and it's not lame to be one of but yeah it's not lame to to want to seek that outside yourself now of course you want to be cool with yourself and that will help you be the person yeah. who's ready for that partnership and that's something I'm always working on too but like it's not lame to say I'm here because I want a long-term partner you know honestly in this point in my dating yeah that's what I'm looking for I'm not looking for a short term there was a time when I was like oh yeah just like a hookup is fine with me but in reality it's not what I want yeah. and it doesn't have to it can be what you want that's cool yeah. it doesn't you have just need to, to know and I think you need to be like cool with it like I think the best thing and the coolest thing a person can be is just content with who they are and self-assured. While I'm not saying everything will go perfectly, I think as long as you're self-assured and you're strong within yourself and what you want, things will ultimately work out. Um, yeah, but here are, here are just a few, I guess, we'll end off this section before we dive into the deep end with some advice. Uh, some uh, little, little, little things that give at least us the ick on dating apps <laughs> that I thought will be good because I think... And you'll see on some of, the, not all of them, but some of the questions, I tried to like pull some questions that were like sort of dating app related, but also I pulled ones that were just funny to me. So it's a mixture, but some are kind of like, I don't understand what women want from us. Here, here, I'll tell you right now. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll give you the lowdown. Fun. Just for our all of your personal am- opinion, all of our friends. Here's the thing, so you too. need to have more than two photos on your app. No one's gonna, if you're not getting swipes, it's mostly because you probably don't have more than two photos I like that's a big one. I see so many men who only have like two photos, which were clearly taken the same day, like maybe in their bed. 
that's not good. It's uncomfy, but you know, ask friends that you trust to ask take pictures friends. while you're out. Ask your family. You know what's to take crazy is your you. friends probably have photos of you. Like if you just said, "Hey, do you have any photos of me?" They'll go like, "Yeah, Brian." Sorry, Brian. <laughs> yes, Brian. Yeah. I have photos of you. Let me send them to you. Yeah. Uh, another one. Don't use don't use up any of your photo things for memes. Women don't think that's cool. I, I I'm not saying I wouldn't swipe right on someone who has a meme. I'm saying it's just it's definitely a negative. Like you have to be yeah, very. It's a, cute, it's a like, minus. If there's like a plus yeah. and minus system, that's yeah. a, that's a down vote. No matter. It's if like it's women funny don't think it's not. cutie. Like it's it's kind of it makes me think it reads a little insully. So don't do it. It just um, gives me like I don't know how to express my personality in any yeah. other way than very basic mm-hmm. digital content. I love a picture of a pet, but maybe a picture of you with your pet, like not not necessarily just, just the like disembodied pet. pet. <laughs> don't post pictures of yourself with children if it's not a child you contributed DNA to. Yeah, it is weird. There was one guy who was like with holding a baby. I was like, whose baby is this? And, and I was they, like, then they always have to say, not my baby in the profile. I know, but so it's like, also like that child didn't consent to being on your dating app. It's very uncomfortable. I think that's just like a, a more of a moral thing as well. Just It's kind of weird. I, I would also say, we talked about this, don't, don't, I'm not saying jokes are bad, but especially on Hinge, not all your prompts should be jokes. Also, I don't like when the Hinge prompts, you do like a continuing joke through every prompt. It's like, I don't know who you are. Okay, you think I'm you're funny, but I learned nothing you're about gonna you. you're going to kill you, me. Like, I'm assuming, like, in my... Women are just assuming, because this is just statistics, these are the statistics back us up on here, women assume every man is going to kill us. You need to try what you're working on, and this is not fair to the good men out there. This isn't fair to you. I know that's not fair, but this is the reality that you all have to try to prove to us that you're not going to murder me in your basement. Those are just like, I think those could, these will really elevate your profile. I'm promising you, I'm not crazy, because I feel like with this thing, men, and I'm not, I know I'm not going to change any incel red pill man's mind here but I, for the boys on the Are middle they for the boys, listen this long in the yeah podcast? exactly no they 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 quit in the first five minutes and then tried to dox us that's and then told us that they're going to do horrible things to our bodies so that's that's what happened but i but for the boys in the middle women in general like we make man hating jokes but those are really towards the men who are actively well this it's towards a, a system called the patriarchy but here's the deal it is not fair to you but your real enemy is not women. Your real enemy is the men who have made life sucky for you through their violent actions that have been uplifted. And so because of that, you have to work against that. You have to try to continually prove to women that you are not going to murder us and that you are not going to be roofing us and doing horrible things to us. And a big way you can do that is to seem not horrible on your dating app. Now, this is not to say people who have good dating apps will not be horrible. They often will. But this is like bare minimum. Like that's how women's first like weeding out factor is to do this. Find a woman. Find a woman. Find a a woman. Your mom. Your mother. Say, mom, does this give... Does this Grief. give, I'm going to kill you, kill energy? You. Like, hey, mom, do you think I'd kill you if you saw this? That's not a bad idea. Your mom will be happy to do that because she wants you to have a wife and maybe a baby. Mommies love babies. Yeah, they, they want to be grandmas. <laughs> wow, we're really putting women in a box here, aren't we? Yeah, mommies want babies and they want to cook and clean. Anyways, you want to be a housewife. Okay, uh, another ick. These are just personal. I don't like when men say they're not political. Uh, that just you uh, know what? If you're not political, don't that's say worse it. Worse than moderate. Just yeah, don't that's put worse it on there. Than, like, let me just know. Like, just say you're a libertarian. Just okay. say you're a libertarian, or say you're a Republican, but don't say you're not political because you clearly are. You're just like 
not like here's here's i had a man and i actually swiped right on him mostly because i wanted to talk to him he did not match with me because he knew better but he was not a good match for me we weren't gonna be thing i just thought he was funny but he was very openly like a crypto bro libertarian nightmare and i was like but at least he's honest about it yeah. because so many of those guys aren't and i'm like he owns it not and i'm like funny. yes and he also said that he was a bdsm dom and i was like i'm very into this crypto christian gray like i do not want to date him or ever meet him but i would love to pick his brain he's definitely murdered someone before <laughs> like he's a dead woman but i think he's fascinating um so just wow. honestly is the best pop but someone's into that and that's the thing somebody will be into that it's not me but there's somebody out there so just say it you're uh, someone's cup of tea yeah, you are. And I, that's the thing. Like, you're maybe not our cup of tea, but you are somebody's. Like, there, I promise you, there is someone out there for you. Also, I, I this is not like, I'm, I'm not against weed. I'm fine with weed. Um, I don't think it's cool when it's your entire personality on your, where you're just like, what do I do on my Sunday? I'm high all the time and I don't know where I am. No one wants it, to bro. date that. Like, like go to therapy engage with your issues that is making you do this like it's yes. not a personality oh my God. Like, that's not a i literally i go to trivia no, not once even a week. Not, no one wants to date that no one wants to have sex with someone and also you can look up the studies we make sex worse i don't know that's yeah. true say, I, say well, that. I kind so of I just to... said that I, that may not be true <laughs> well i go to trivia <laughs> once a week at a here in nashville that does like it's all like delta eight delta nine legal or not illegal stuff uh, and like cbg um so i'm not like opposed to weed culture i have friends who partake that's fine but if it's your whole personality you have nothing else going on you're boring you're basic i would like to rescind my my prior moment apparently weed actually makes sex better okay so hookups only not long actually you do never mind i rescind all my statements weed <laughs> apparently makes good and makes your orgasms better so Gelsey will be investing in some apples. Anyways, that's that's <laughs> and this has been Gelsey talk. <laughs> also, this is just like a PSA. And that's why, for... and guys, this is why it's good for you to fact check yourself because sometimes you learn. I'm sorry, I, I grew up in the South, and Dare told me if I ever saw a weed, it would kill me. So I don't, I gotta deprogram myself. Um, told me if I ever saw weed, McGruff the crime dog would come in and stab me. <laughs> oh. I live in fear. But I go, no, McGruff, weed makes sex good. There's no grossy weeds, the devil's lettuce. Wow, that was really great character work. He really embodied McGruff the crime dog. No. <laughs> no. Oh, my other, like, political yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Leftist men, put liberal <laughs> on your oxymoron. dating profile. Put liberal on your dating profile, not other, because people don't know if that means that you're some sort of far right nut job or if not. you just say other i assume you're a libertarian yeah i assume that you're not gonna vibe with me just i i understand you're like oh it doesn't apply to me i'm actually farther left than that i don't believe in liberal ideals that's fine just put it people are looking for a liberal conservative we binary. just want to know that you see us as people and not baby makers which also honestly, a lot of leftist men still have those views but still Give us, like, the baseline. Also, if you're one of those, like, oh, well, I'm fiscally conservative and socially liberal, so I'll put also, moderate on my thing. Don't put moderate. When I see moderate, I think you're yeah, a conservative you're a who wants to do butt stuff. And that's that's the vibe that I get. You still want to, you want liberal women. Moderate, okay, you heard it here first on the same person, different font pod. Uh, moderates do butt stuff and cannabis is good for orgasm. 
that's what you learned today (laughs) but like seriously i just assume you want to get with girls who are a little more sexually open and so you say i'm not a conservative i'm a moderate but you're secretly a conservative if you're conservative be a conservative if you're anything left of that put liberal it just makes it easier for everyone else involved also here's a this is also a third okay this is this is maybe unrelated i don't know what this is this is definitely personal because i don't think i i I don't think i'm not part of this uh group i if you are uh and i see this a lot men who identify as ethically non-monogamous and you say or here's the thing if you're if you say you're ethnically non-monogamous or you're polyamorous that's fine i don't know and you say you have a partner have a picture of your partner on there because i have this personal theory that you're saying that but your partner doesn't know that that's true Mm. that's just i'm not saying that that's Again, I believe polyamorous. I believe I believe in ethical monogamy. I believe in polyamory. I don't believe. I do believe men are trash, and I think a lot of them would say, "Yeah, I'm in an open relationship." Wink. I would just like a picture of your girlfriend that with a sign that says, "I know my boyfriend's on Tinder. We're cool with this." I don't know. I kind of just would, so I would know that because I just don't want to do a girl dirty. Like I just can't. Like I, I I can't feel. I just couldn't. I just couldn't, man. Not all of our dating app thoughts there. Do we want to um very briefly share like uh our like weirdest experiences? Weirdest experiences? I don't let me think. Yeah, you go first. I have to think about mine. I can go first. This kind of goes into an ick too. This is a reason why you need to have a single picture of yourself that's clearly you before any group pictures pop up. Because mm-hmm. I matched with a man, well, two men on Tinder, um, named Yavor. Um, and it was a picture of these two blonde men in every one of the six pictures. <laughs> When I was in Sweden, that's why his name oh, is Yavar. This is, here's, oh, before you go on, I have this theory and I, I, I don't know if I'm, I call it friend fishing. And that is when men will use pictures of their two people on a picture in their first picture of them and their objectively more attractive friend to coax women into continuing the swipe because they, or maybe even swipe right because they assume the more attractive one is the one. It's not, it never is. Friend fishing, copyrighted you, by me. You should want to be the hotter person on your yeah. dating app profile. Yeah, don't try. Instead, to... you're just gonna be like, oh, bummer. And I used to think it was like maybe one guy did, and then I started seeing it was a pattern. It's like hmm. it's a pattern for sure. Fishing, because you never want someone to go to your second picture and go, oh, which I do quite a bit. I'm yeah. not a good person. I and we never said we were good people. And we, we said never we said we people. were. We just said we were the same person, which means we're two bad people in different fonts. And- My font is Gigi. My font is weendings. That's very accurate, actually. <laughs> it's not wrong, right? For us. Okay, Um. yeah. So I met match with Yavor, who I, like, I'm talking to him. I'm, like, so... It's the same two men in all, like, six of his pictures. I was like, so which one are you? And he wouldn't answer me. And I was like, in the first picture, someone's wearing a jean jacket, someone's wearing a suit jacket. Which one are you? He, like, was intentionally avoiding it. So I was like, this is hilarious. Um. And so I set up a date with him big Swedish yeah. chain um and my yeah. friend came with me just in case um because she had also matched with him and so we're like well there's two guys in his picture like they'll be we'll bring two of us too we thought that was funny we show up it's just one guy so instead she goes and hides and then comes into the cafe later because <laughs> he was vibe. like he was in a suit he looked all dressed up and so we stood in line and this is what this is the story I ended up getting and then I debriefed with my friend afterwards yeah so this man was not named Yavor. His brother was Yavor. He was not named Yavor. The man that I met was named Vlad. 
he and his brother had a joint Tinder account that apparently, like, whoever liked the girl would show up. It's not, it was not like how, some sort of Also, not how operation. Tinder works. That's no, it was... human trafficking. It was so sketchy. And the fact that, like, there's nothing wrong with being Bulgarian, but, like, Bulgarian in a different country. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with being Bulgarian. No, I'm, I'm Polish myself. I'm not... I'm not anti-Eastern European, but it's just like, it was, it was, that was whole thing was sketchy. Also, it was, Sweden is approaching a cashless society, which you can debate the moral implications of that. I don't Very freaky. But this, um, this place was cashless and he only had cash. only had pay. That's so funny. With like a card or anything. So I paid and then he gave me like a 200 bill, which ended up, was just like, three times more than the actual cost of yeah, like, I was gonna be like, that's, that's definitely way too much money and i'm not that big of a coffee person like I, I drink it for caffeine but i don't really love the taste but i drank it truly yeah. in 10 minutes and i so needed to get it out of there he was apparently in town for like a medical conference and he had left early and i like went to the bathroom and like made it up an excuse and came back and i was like i have to run my host I mom vomited. said i had to make dinner i walked your host through. mom would never she's so sweet no not eva and it wasn't even like i a know dinner day. that perfect my day on a Tuesday I like, like walk around. I want to make sure everyone knows that was a lie she was a beautiful perfect woman she would never god Eva is a saint she's amazing um I walked was through the subway station and came back out and he like hadn't left yet so I like had to go hide behind literally a tree and then I walked through an H&M for a while and I came back We've and I met there. my friend who had been like reading a newspaper and like watching us out of the corner of her eye and met her so I was not in danger at any point really because I yeah. had like backup there but the whole thing was very freaky and so that's why you have to like distinguish which one is you because I would never do that again uh I will say my worst it's hard because a lot of times I only talk and I very rarely go on physical dates because I no one's worthy of my time uh and in general I just have a very busy schedule so you have to be like pretty like good I do say the worst one like person I talked to for a really long time was a guy in Ireland uh and we talked for quite a bit and I thought he was like pretty okay he was irish cute which i was like yeah okay it's like an american four stop no he was just it's just the haircuts it's like it's just like a very specific kind of cute um yes you have to like be into it uh we'll do like a whole talk about our foreign lives uh a foreign day (laughs) a day of our foreign travels but he was irish cute and i was like yeah okay we like we moved from like uh hinge i think maybe to instagram and so we were talking it's because ireland is like so small everyone does know each other and if you everyone and if you don't know someone who knows someone, you know someone who knows someone who knows someone. So I asked my friend uh, if they knew this person, and she was like, "I don't," mostly because he he lives somewhere close to where she lives. So I was like, "Oh, do you know this person?" She's like, "I don't," but my friend does. And I was like, "Oh, would you ask her?" Because I was like, "Women being women, women do the women thing where we make sure we keep ourselves safe." And so I assumed it was just going to be like pretty chill, like, "Oh yeah, he's a fine lad, like whatever." And then I get this message from uh, Jane like later, and she's like, "Uh, Gelsey, no, he's like borderline an incel, and he has said all these racist things and like." horrible i was like uh and so then i just blocked him on everything and i was like well that's no because i'm like well, I, get there. I don't even know that's a lot and well, that's here, I had... hide it too like there was no sign they i don't why why do you want to be with someone Amalia. who's really not going to want to be with you yeah there I was are like, people who are into that maybe no i had no I don't idea think anyone's into that i would say that why. was my worst well for our last segment i'll say we shall now dive into what i call the deep end uh, 
one day we should have we will maybe one day have people who actually send us questions uh till then i go out to multiple places of reddit and find the things i find and we will comment on them uh the first the first one i have found here i found a little amuse bouche some will have easy answers i think some i think not and some are related to dating some are some are not so opinion. here's one from our such advice my daughter's mad i won't allow her to sleep on the couch is something wrong with her she is 24 she was supposed to move out a year ago she's been working since she was 19. she has a eleven thousand dollars saved up i took half of it for rent now she has $2,000 only. She only works 30 yes. hours a week, saying if she works 35 to 40, she gets taxed more. And working 30 hours gets her more money. She also refuses to work more than four days a week because Uber is too much. I lost her birth certificate when we moved in when she was 16, so she has no license. I never taught her to drive, and I refuse to now. Why would I teach a grown-ass woman that is 24? She had the same twin bed since she was four. She told me she cannot sleep on it anymore, and she needs to sleep on the couch. I refuse. She said the springs cut into her, and I've been ripping into her clothes. Sorry. They've been that way since she was 17. Her room is very small. No plastic mattress will fit. She said she doesn't want to buy a used mattress as she refuses to sleep on something someone else had sex on or peed on. New mattresses cost a thousand dollars. I just bought my husband and I won. She told me, well, never mind. I, she told me if she spent that much, she can't afford to work her job or eat for two months. We do not have a bus in the city. I want her to move out, but she claims she can't afford it. I had her homeschooled. Why is she so selfish? Why is a 24-year-old woman still living at home? She's turning 25 in January. I also refuse to let her go to college. <laughs> she has no GAD and she didn't finish high school. I didn't want to buy her homeschool books. How do I stop making her so messed up? I never wanted a child, but this is of an adult. She also has health issues and blacks out when walking for more than two hours. Okay. I took her off the health insurance. <laughs> My okay, first I would like to say first, I only read the title of this one. I thought this was just going to be about like a funny, like, oh, my little girl sleeps on the couch and turns a use monologue. So that's on me for not vetting this. This The conspiracy theorist in me <laughs> thinks that the daughter wrote this because <laughs> only an insane person would write this. So either there were, were missing Sorry. details and the daughter is venting, which like my mom only have insane parents, but a absolute <laughs> lunatic would have to write this. Yeah. So it's like, is this post serious? There's no way. Um, again, I know some of these aren't serious and I know this one may not be, but this is literally the funniest. I, I know it's not because... <laughs> I know parental abuse is real. And I know this actually is like a real thing that happens. But I just love the narrative that it creates. It's like, I hate this girl. And it goes, also, I lost her birth certificate. Also, she also she didn't go to college because I homeschooled her. And I didn't let her finish high school. And she never got her GED. Also, she must sleep on her baby mattress. And it destroys her clothing. See, that's also, the thing. If I also, she has health issues, but I won't let her be on our health insurance. It just kept going. I think that if... Okay, if I'm I have no accepting that this is, is a real situation, yeah, but like, I don't even think the one. most lunatic logic existing in the world would allow you to immediately contradict yourself like that so many times. It's it if it were real, if it would have to be the child writing it, I think, who just wants to like build a case against their parent because they're upset. It has to be. Oh, oh God. Okay, we'll move on. But uh, this is really got me. Did not vet that one. That's on me. I kind of thought that'd be more whimsical than it turned into. <laughs> okay, this is another one about moms and sleeping. Am I the asshole? This is from r slash am I the asshole. 
Am I the asshole for causing a family risk because I didn't want to sleep outside in my mom's yard on Christmas? I'm 18 female. I'm youngest of our four kids. My siblings are 31 male, 28 female, and 25 male. We were raised by our dad and stepmom, and our bio mom lives in another country where her husband with her husband. She wants me and my siblings to spend Christmas with her this year and has offered to pay for our transport and visas. My siblings are all married and have kids and are going to bring their spouses and kids with them. Our mom's house is pretty big, and she said she'll spread out air mattresses in the living room and the guest room. She didn't say anything specifically to me about where I'd be sleeping, so I assume I'd be sleeping on one of the air mattresses. Well, one of my brothers told me that my mom expects me to sleep in a tent outside. I asked about it. Turns out she did. The conversation was in English, but this is what it translated to me. Uh, my brother said that you expect me to sleep outside in a tent. Is this true? Mom. Yeah, I thought you'd be fine with having your own tent. Me. Why didn't you talk to me about this? Mom. I didn't think it would be a problem. Is that a problem? Me. It is. I don't want to sleep outside. Mom. I don't know what you want me to do. There's too many of you. Me. Can I sleep on the couch? Mom. No. Husband. My, her, her stepfather likes to watch TV late. You'll be a nuisance. Me. I don't know then, but I'm not sleeping outside. I'm just not going to go. My mom told all my siblings about the conversation, and now they're all mad at me and told me to suck it up and go. They said I'm being selfish and making a fuss about nothing, and that I can't expect any of them to sleep outside with their spouses or kids. I told my dad about it, and he's royally pissed off with my mom. Yeah, and called her a mega bitch. <laughs> and alienating me on purpose, and they had a huge argument on the phones. Uh, my siblings are all mad at me for causing this. Also, edit, my mom lives in Western Europe, so there's probably going to be Snow? Snow? Even uh, if they lived in the I'm gonna say you're desert, not the asshole. Okay. I think this one's a pretty easy one. You're not the asshole. You're good. Like, honey, do you want to come to Christmas with me? I'll let you sleep yeah, in the bed. Come. Well, we have a pullout couch at my house. Yeah, come, sweetheart, come here. find us. We'll we'll let you like sleep with us. This is sad. That's not fair. That's not a fair okay. thing to ask anyone. I don't want to therapize because I don't no. have any right. We to. don't know anything about these people. Yeah, but I wonder. So there's a there's a seven year age gap between mm-hmm. her and like the next oldest, and they're a little yeah. bit closer together. So I do wonder if within this dynamic of the older kids and mom, they've always oh, yeah. kind of been like the scapegoat, kind of like youngest. I I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like that's definitely a, a an energy. But in this is just like I don't know. I mean, I just, the siblings seem evil. I don't know how you can be okay with that. Like, let them sleep no, with your kid God, on your I mattress. Don't, I don't even. I, I don't. I don't know what I would ever do if someone had stopped me to do that. And even if it wasn't snowing, you can't. A freaking your 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 husband can't not watch late night TV on the couch or couldn't like scoot over and let the child put her yeah. legs up on his lap or something. Like I. Couldn't get, yeah, get out a exactly. folding chair. They don't have folding chairs there. Honestly, yeah. I don't just a bunch of okay. I don't have a bunch of folding chairs. Is any better? Well, just so I mean, like your, your kid, your your child who ostensibly gave birth to chairs. and like well gave birth to and ostensibly should love. Like you're just yeah. gonna. I yeah, feel bad. Poor baby. Not at all. Okay, go to Christmas with your dad. Your yeah, go to Christmas with your chair. dad. Come to Christmas with us. You're invited. Yeah, you seem cool. We, you we can sleep you... outside in a tent we... in Arizona with yeah, Kelsey. We'll see. Yeah, well, you know what? Solidarity. We'll come to Western Europe with you and sleep in your tent. Is that <laughs> like we'll that seems cool? We'll, we love that. Uh, okay, so these five, these ones I found are from r slash dating advice for men. Okay, I will warn you in general, these tend to borderline fairly like Andrew Tatey. Yeah, I we could give some non Andrew Tatey views yeah, on some, these. Some yeah. advice for men that's not coming from other men from exactly. the people that. 
you allegedly advice would like for, to date. Dating advice for men from women. Um, so here's the first one. It's called, do I need to lower my standards? I get a decent amount of matches on dating apps, about three to five a week. Uh, but my problem is that by the time we go from match to date, the girls I end up going on dates with are not that attracted to me. Uh, the girls that I do find attractive usually fizzle out in the talking stage, presumably because there are tons of other guys vying for their attention. I'd like to find a nice woman to have a relationship with, but I think it's unfair for the girl if I don't find them attractive. I slept with a few of them, and I felt really bad for turning them down afterwards because I only found them attractive in the heat of the moment. So the question is, do I lower my standards and date girls I don't really find pretty, or do I give up on dating apps and try for IRL dates? I'm in New York, by the way, and I do feel like most pretty girls on dating apps have unlimited attention for hot, tall, rich dudes. Okay, lot to dissect there. They need to reframe their, their yeah, way yeah. of thinking about people. First um, off, you're you're not any worse than anyone else. That is just true. Um, and by the way, I'm not saying all women, but I'm saying, uh, I mean, everyone has different types. Uh, tall, hot, rich dudes. I mean, that's, uh, I'll be honest, that's pretty great. But also, a lot, that's also an off-putting to a lot of women. Like, more women than you think are not into that uh, because those yeah, guys are kind of jerkies. You don't want, you want someone who's going to be kind to you in my, in yeah, my experience. Yeah. Although Kindness most- is always better than than anything superficial you really yes, look for kindness. that someone who looks kind and sweet and gentle is really really relationship you don't want to match with someone who wants just like heat of the moment like passion and then nothing else you're looking for someone who wants a relationship so you, you should really be looking for that as well it clearly it seems for this person that like on dating apps things will fizzle and then they'll click mm-hmm. with with women in real life so my yeah. advice would be you know get in there personally like it when the guy asks yeah. me out pretty early on yeah move, and move says, fast Let's get drinks Gives me a date and time. That's really assertive. I think a lot of women do like that. Not like we're going on a date, but like, hey, we're vibing. Yeah. Or even be like, oh, I know this place nearby. They have like a cool happy hour like deal. Do you want to? Too. I like there's a a bar called Greenhouse here in Nashville that I like to go on first dates to because I also go there with my friends and stuff but like I'm familiar with it I know their kind of vibe and I know what it's gonna be like so I don't know your 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 age I would say I actually just went there recently kind of with a whole situation ship I went there fairly recently it's this bark at the New York it's in the West Village called Cellar Dog it's really fun it's like a bar and has jazz music but also has like foosball tables and uh like pool tables and all these things so it could be really really fun like you know that could be a fun date like uh and you could like kind of yeah a barcade like you can like you know and everyone's like pretty open to talking and stuff so you could like team up with like another couple you see or just like other people um you know yeah uh that's just you know trying to give some recommendations from from a new yorker blah 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 blah. but um again i I do think in general uh, and this is the truth about how i do dating if i don't think someone's attractive i don't try to match with them because you don't even want to you know play that game that's fine that's not a bad thing to do if it's someone um, that you could be into, you'll match with yeah, them. Yeah, you'll match with them. Kind Maybe. of rhetoric you're engaging with. Yeah, exactly. The rhetoric you're using. This way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's not meaning the rhetoric. I mean... It can be bad, but maybe the reason you're using it is because what you think you're wanting is not really what you're wanting. Like, maybe you really do want to be in the hookup scene for a little bit longer. Like, that's not yeah. bad. Or uh, if but you, you want a long-term that. relationship, you know, there's ways. It's to better go. to meet people and get to know them in person, yeah, I think. Yeah, exactly. So I think the better way to do is, I think there is this real belief, and we'll, we'll see this kind of as a theme with some of the other questions, that women are constantly, like, overlooked, like, which is true. Statistically, there are there are less women than men on dating apps. Therefore, women do get more attention. You are not like some like men all fighting for women. That is not how we view it. Um, like I would say, most most matches like women in general will match with some people. Uh, not everyone 
messages, uh, like you'll like, let's say like I'm at with 10 people a day, like maybe two will message me, yeah. you know, and I'll maybe message one or two. Cause I'll think about it. So it's like, really, you just need to, you're not really fighting with that many people. Not really. And the fact that if you do message and you come out forthright and you seem, you know, really cool and you really pay attention to our profile and like try to make a real connection and not use a line, like Lily's guy with the bread, don't use lines. That's insincere. Uh, like really try to be like, you know, make a connection. You're going to stand out. And then one thing I would, I would point out, yeah. I think definitely if you're on Hinge, like yeah. always, if you're liking someone, comment. If they've commented on yes. you, reply All, no, never comment. don't like, always comment. Always comment. That's don't that rose BS. It's weird. Don't, it's don't, weird. don't like, do that. Don't Just, use roses. Yeah. Um, but that's how you'll get noticed. And then again, on like Tinder or Bumble, you you respond to something that they say in their profile or something in your picture yeah. um, that you find interesting. And then from my personal experience currently, I'm talking to a couple of different guys. There's one guy who I've been talking yeah. to since before Thanksgiving, so for like three weeks now. Um, and we've been having a good conversation. We have a lot of similar interests, but he hasn't asked me out. And my current policy is yeah. I let them ask me out because I'm sick of getting ghosted after I do it. It's not weird for girls to ask you out, by the way. Um, but then yeah. there's this guy who we exchanged a couple, just a few messages. He said he doesn't like chocolate. I said I don't like peanut butter. And then he asked me out for a meal and a drink. And I'm feeling good about the conversation. It's flirty enough. I can get enough of a vibe. I know from yeah. looking at his profile, kind of what he's presenting himself to be. And so I am okay with meeting him in a neutral location and yeah. having a meal and a drink to see, like, because exactly. you can also you can click super well in a texting area and then when you meet like within five minutes you know whether or not you're attracted to someone when you meet in person and it really sucks when you've spent all these weeks building up this connection and you get there and you're like oh I'm just not into you yeah and then you feel you feel guilty um so that's not a fun situation for anyone to be in I, I'm with you I think this actually ties into the, another one I have uh here which is from the same mm-hmm. from the r slash dating advice foreman but for us, it's from women, uh, which is why is online dating so hard for men? Uh, and this one's like, many guys out there have tried online dating, but for most of them, the results are frustrating. It's hard to even start a chat with a woman. Uh, and even if they are lucky enough to get there, there's a constant fear that the chick on the other end will end the conversation. While most men are too afraid to approach women face-to-face, safety of the online world gives them an opportunity to message as many women as possible. So almost all female profiles get too many messages. Those women will choose to date the best guys they can. Results is that a few men end up dating almost all the women, while the majority don't get any. So the options they have are the following. Expose themselves to the uncomfortable situation of approaching uh, women face-to-face until they eliminate the fear of rejection or create exceptional profiles for online dating apps slash social media. Uh, Here's the deal. First, first and foremost, um, there's is like veering into very like, I I can see you're on like an incel pipeline, sir. So um, I'm here to like reach my hand. Come here. I'm reaching my hand for you. Take it, take it. Oh, come, come out. Get out of that pipeline, sir. First off, that's just not how dating works. I understand the want to gamify dating. I think one day we'll do a whole thing about the gamification and like the whole idea of like pickup artistry. Uh, But there is not like really these hard and fast rules and logic to dating the way you think. Like it's kind of like we said earlier, women, yes, just pure numbers game. Women are going to just get more men to talk to them just because there are more men than women on dating app. Uh, That's just, that's more of a, just a statistics thing. That's not really anything you can change. Uh, But what, what you can do is remember one, 
women are not getting like not every one of those matches is messaging not all of those people are like messaging good things so really what you can change is making sure the things you say are complimentary and are standing out and are kind you don't need to be exceptional that idea of having an exceptional profile is no but just have one that shows that you're you really be yourself a lot more people have been skydiving than you think yeah, exactly. Like instead, I, what I would like to see, I'd love to see photos of you and maybe your female friends and photos of you like doing a hobby you like, or, you know, if you graduated from college or something, like show me a picture of that, like things you're proud in. Uh, and don't be ashamed of maybe things that you think women won't like. You know, I just think, I, I again, I, and I see way too many guys, like I feel like dating is like sadly the first and then this modern world like, is the first like kind of step down a pipeline for a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, I know we can't really fix it because we're just the two of us. I wish we could. I think it's the big thing is to remember women are people too. I know this is scary, but women also are very nervous about dating. And we're yeah. also scared about dying alone and never finding someone. So instead of turning us into your like enemies, because it kind because honestly, a lot of this rhetoric kind of sounds like we're your enemies who you're trying to fight uh, until you mm-hmm. destroy us by dating us. Uh, remember that we're just equal people who are just trying to find our best matches out there, uh, who we also get kind of nervous and scared. And there there are not just a few men dating all the women. That's literally just not how dating works. There's not yeah. just one man who dates all women. Uh <laughs> The Alpha Chad. Ezekiel. Ezekiel, the man we, his name is Ezekiel. Lives. You have to slay him. We, you must, Ezekiel lives in the cavern. You must go kill Ezekiel. He is the Alpha Chad. He is the That's... current Alpha Chad. He killed the last Alpha Chad, Jeremiah, with the sword of Chadliness. You have to go kill Ezekiel. That's the first thing. First thing first, kill Ezekiel. Then you can date all the women. Truly. That's it. Those are the only advice I have for you. I can look at my own like match list right now and no, see seriously. like so many times I say something and they never say anything back and I was just wasn't that like attached so I don't like double message yeah. or whatever. And that's how most things end for for women is things just fizzle. Yeah, exactly. Things just fizzle. Like, yeah, it happens to us too. There is no alpha chat. Ezekiel has not come to claim me yet. I wish. I wish. Oh, Ezekiel, if you're out there, so please. Looking for you. <laughs> please, Ezekiel, please. But yeah, I think I think it just remember women are people too. Uh we're on your team. We're all on the same team of just wanting to have happy, good relationships uh that are mutually beneficial and consensual. That's the goal. And someone you could be really excited about could just not be the right person for you. And, and yeah, and you okay also too. don't want to be with the wrong person. So also, if you feel like you send something and someone doesn't respond to it, just go it's back not. and look. Were you asking a question? You know, that kind of thing. Or did yeah. like... You have to be, like, really make sure you're giving someone, because I get so many messages. Like, I get messages on the guys who are, I, I like them, but I don't really know what to say back. So I like, go, what do I do with this? And then I go back and look at your profile and I don't have anything else to ask you about because it's five pictures of yeah. you on the same boat. All right, Lily, our final question. This is from our social advice. Not a joke. I got drunk and got my dick stuck in an old-fashioned glass milk bottle. Help. Please help. I tried melted butter, soap, and even melted candle wax and hand sanitizer. My dick stings. There have been burns everywhere. Please help. Is this like a priceless antique? Just break the bottle. (laughs) But what if the the glass gets into the penis? Go to the hospital. I don't... <laughs> There's simple solutions here. You took on the risk by sticking your dick in a milk, milk he bottle. Got drunk, you okay, he got drunk. Okay, he got drunk. He stuck his penis in a milk bottle. You can't blame the man. Okay, 
I get drunk and I like fall asleep on top of my trash can. I I don't know what to tell you. I have to deal with the consequences of waking up with trash can. This is where the different font comes in because Lily's anti the milk bottle penis. And I'm like, I understand you, buddy. We've all been there. If I had a penis, I probably would have it in a milk bottle too. I mean, I would have happened by now. But I put on my baggiest pair of joggers and I'd waddle down to the emergency room and have them unstick you. There would be no joggers. I'd let it, I'd be a freedom. I'd be like, take me now. Expose myself for what I am. A little milk jug boy there is an episode of that 70s show where ashton kutcher's character kelso uh gets his hand stuck in a vase but he's actually oh, trying yeah. to hold on to something inside the vase and yeah, then, like just let go no, but he's like no. and then he can take what if that's what if he's trying to grab something he should release, <laughs> he can't release i don't think we your under- dick muscles i don't think we understand male anatomy this is kind of like my cannabis thing earlier i don't think we understand science <laughs> okay so what did he say he tried to unstick it with he tried to unstick it with candle wax melted butter hand sanitizer and now his penis was raw and it stings and it's still stuck why candle wax that seems like it was part of the sex play i think he was that was before he was really trying (laughs) oh he got drunk and he did it you know I don't know. So he burned a candle, but that's his own fault. It's a dry candle, and he's just going around like. Oh, maybe he's trying to do that. It's like like a wax. That's, that's yeah that's what i assume not like that he burned he was like i don't know. I, I thought that was like a kink thing i don't know i don't but honestly he said he got drunk and i think he just did it like oh man let's put my penis sir in this is why we need to invest in lube lube would have saved the day for you because you would easily a you should have used lube before isn't you like stuck your dick in the milk th- isn't bottle it though, like a, like a pressure but the lube could like... pretend if he if there's any give the lube could like yeah. loosen up that seal okay. the, the other thing i was thinking seal, yeah is, if he has like his tweezers or like a tap yeah, or he just needs to get something to something prop it. Up That's the issue the right now. That's created a kind of vacuum. Yeah, I don't know, buddy. The, the butter Maybe. wasn't a bad idea. The hand sanitizer is terrible. Hand sanitizer also, isn't really. And now slippery. you have a stinky penis. I hope. Hey, buddy, my my brother in Christ. I hope you're all right. The problem with hand sanitizer is that it's it's alcohol based, so it's yes. gonna dry. Yeah, so it's not really penis, um, for the I, lubrication part. Wherever you are out there, I hope you're all right. I hope your penis is out of the milk bottle by now. Oh, Although God. honestly, if you just I mean honestly, peed, just wait for a while because you're gonna pee. That's all. You could fill up the bottle. Eventually, it'll. Yes, that's right. The pressure will just force it out. It'll look. That's a long con. But if you're you willing to wait. Actually, that may result in a bladder infection. So okay, but what's worse, bladder infection or a glass in your penis? Go to the Let hospital. The they have hospital. Vote. They have hospital grade lube there. They can stick you. Hospital lube is the best lube. Ten out of ten. Uh, if it's like a ceramic kind of glass, I feel like you can kind of take like a little chisel and just kind yeah. of. I bet you could crack it right down the middle. But yeah, so that's been this episode of the podcast. Yeah, final remarks, Lily. Find Ezekiel the the oh, Mega Chad. Slay him. How about this? If you're in Nashville and you don't suck, if you want to like DM the pod, you know we can we can meet up. Even if you want to be like friends. This is how we had know? one episode of the ep- of the pod, and then Lily got murdered. That was fun. This was really fun. <laughs> we'll meet up at a neutral location. I won't share until later. All right. Well, Anything for you, Kelsey? Any uh, words of advice? I would say a slay Ezekiel the Mega Chad. Uh, don't oh. put your penis into glass bottles, and women are people too. I have one last piece of advice. Yes. Women are people too. That, that number yeah. one. And also if, even if it's true, if anyone ever asks you, never say that Wedding Crashers is your favorite movie of all time to anyone. Oh God, no. What? That's problematic. Oh, I've been on some bad awake. dates. <laughs> Women are people too. This has been the same person, different font podcast, and we will see you next week unless Lily gets murdered. Yay. Bye. Bye.